Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott. Today, we are going to be jumping into a bunch of some hacks right here with house hacking and overall just military real estate investing. So there's a lot that goes into it, and, and there's a lot of benefits that some people out there might not be aware of. So we got my good friend, Eric. What's up, man? How you doing today? going on brand hey good to be on here man dude i'm excited to have you on i appreciate you taking your time out on a labor day i I know this is most of the country is out there vacationing and having fun so i appreciate you giving back to the listeners today every day is a labor day when you love what you do so we'll uh, we'll we'll put it in that context that's so true so eric You've been doing this off and on for the last 14 years. I guess you got your first deal, but you've been taking it a heck of a lot more serious the last several years and really, really turning up. I mean, you're at 800 doors right now that you participate in. You got podcasts, you got education, you're, you're helping out military active or veterans in so many different ways. If you don't mind anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, do you mind just diving into who you are, where you come from and what you're doing today? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, um, I am a husband of 14 years. I am a father of two boys, uh, which is awesome. And later today we will be out there um, doing some either fishing. We haven't decided yet. We're either going to fish or we're going to do some paddle boarding. Okay stand-up paddleboarding. Nice. Um, but yeah, so background is, um, you know, after college, I enlisted in the military and I enlisted instead of becoming an officer, I chose the enlisted route because it paid off all of my, well, two reasons really. One, it paid off all of my college debt. So you can do that after the fact instead of using the GI Bill, or at least you could when I enlisted. The second reason is because since I was 12 years old working in the cornfields of Iowa, trying to get some extra summer cash, you know, detasseling corn, walking through the corn rows, I know that I have always been an influencer. I've always been somebody who wants to lead a team, manage people. I wanted to be like the the crew leader at the time, you know, even when I was 12 years old. So recognizing that, I knew that as a 24-year-old man going into the military as an enlisted guy, I was going to be mentoring or able to mentor guys who were 18 years old and up. So I ended up um, in special operations, aviation, because of just my test score. I didn't know what it was when I enlisted, but um, I spent my entire career in a special operations aviation regiment, and I got to lead 27 soldiers and get them enlisted, I mean, enrolled in college, which to a lot of these guys was like colleges for rich people or really yeah. smart people. And, and a lot of my guys had never, had never left their county until mm-hmm. they went to basic training. Imagine that, right? Yeah. So then, um, you know, fast forward a little ways. Now, one of the co-founders of Active Duty Passive Income and our sole mission is financial freedom for those who serve and kind of sprouted from our CEO and founder, uh, Mark Sitch. He started this company from just the idea that, man, there's a serious financial illiteracy in the military. 
And that's just the truth of it. And it's not the military. So here's the other thing. It's not the military's role to teach us about finances. It's our role to fight wars and to keep the peace and to learn. And, and a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's just a W-2 job. For yeah. most people in the military, it's a W-2 job. You go from nine to five and you come home and you have families and everything else. But what, what we all know now in this company is that we have this responsibility because we wish we had this information. We have, we have this responsibility to go out and give people a better fighting chance when they transition and when they in service still. You don't have to wait years, you know, 20 years to get your two or $3,000 a month you know, retirement check. You can build wealth along the way. And that's where kind of our book, Military House Hacking, was formed. And really, so anyway, long story feel, short on that. I yeah, feel you know, when, when you get educated yourself and you know there's another way and yeah. there's other options, it's almost like your responsibility, it's your duty to really help out more people and yeah. show them the, what you've discovered as well. So I love, I love this graphic. And for those who can see me, I've got one hand up and one hand down, or those of you who can't see me, yeah. two hands for a reason, right? And it's one hand to, to grab others and surround yourself by those five people that can, that can pull you up. Yep. And the other one is to, to grab down and grab, take people with you. And, and I thrive. It's funny because I tell people, I do this almost for a selfish reason. I love the, the reaching down and grabbing. It's not really reaching down. That's just an analogy, right? Or yeah. Like thing, but grabbing people around me and going, do, do you want to see this? I just learned this. Let me break yeah. it down for you, Barney style, and we can get it done together because it's, it's so amazing and it's, it's simplified. It's so fulfilling, and, you know, when it's, it's fulfilling knowing that you're saving somebody so much time and all the heartache and trouble that you went through personally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've, I went through a program. I still have a W2 job as well, uh, full time. And what, what I, I went actively through, right now. Yeah. Actively right oh, okay. now. Yeah. Okay. So several businesses and a W2 and a family. And so if you think you can't do this on the yeah. side, you're, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just have to prioritize and time block and all those other That's things. Right. So I love um, the, the education portion of this because, oh yeah, so I went through this dream manager program and it's actually a book also that I highly recommend, but I learned through that process that, um, and this is just part of my self-development, that my life mission, just me personally, that's just my personality, God-given, I didn't choose it, it chose me, yeah. to educate, empower, and to help people grow. I thrive off of that. And so for me to connect with the military on this, I get to involve some of my favorite things, mentorship, I get to involve the military, and I get to involve real estate all in one thing. And that's why I love ADPI. I love it. So ADPI, that stands for active duty, passive income? Correct. Yep. That is okay. our, our community. We have a closed Facebook group, all veterans. We're about um, getting close to 5,000 members in there right now and then yeah, and growing. I love it. So you guys have a podcast, you have a book, you have, I mean, the whole nine, you, you and your company has also started a real estate division, like brokerage, insurance, like the whole nine, right? Yeah. And so here's an interesting thing about this. So when we, we wrote the book, Military House Hacking, not as a moneymaker, it's tough to make money, as you know, in writing books. And that's yeah. not our thing. What you're doing is setting yourself as up as the SME, right? The subject matter expert in something. That's right. And since Military House Hacking, which we can dive into later, um, hadn't been done, hadn't been written. And uh, we you know, kind of trademark that in our book. And, and now what this community has done for us is it's bringing people to us. So Gary V and some other people say, create a community first. Don't worry about, don't worry about the product. The product comes after the community, right? So you've got to learn, you've got to grow your network, and then you've got to add value to people 
take action. And through that process, we've had people come to us and say, holy cow, you guys have something here. Let's build a mortgage branch. Let's build an insurance company. Let's So all of this is like in-house stuff that we can offer people for the holistic approach to real estate investing for the military member. So now we're able to cut out all the BS on veterans getting taken advantage of for their mortgage loans, not even just veterans for anybody really, but uh, we're able to do it cheaper, faster, better, which is important to us. Um, And it's all veterans operating this as well. So, and the insurance company, it's not motorcycle insurance and all that stuff. It's real estate strategies. It's well, it's term life, but also whole life, infinite banking, which we're just starting. The mortgage company is up and going. We have ADP Capital. We're, we're um, you know, actively investing as a team together. So, That's man, it's, it's been... The list goes on and on and on. And you're a full-time uh, husband, uh, yeah. father, you know, the... Like you got a W2 as well. Plus you have all these other businesses. Right. I don't know how you're doing it, brother. That time management is on point, obviously. Yeah. My team makes fun of me because uh, I'm, I'm that guy who still uses post-it notes all the time. And everyone's, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're using ClickUp and it's all so kinds funny. of stuff. I got mine as well. I got them all over the place. I, I need to kind of, I'm trying to scale that back right now. It's a little aggressive. But here's the thing though, man, whatever system works for you is okay. Exactly. You know, I, I use my phone for, for notes and that works really well because I'm constantly sending people links to our investor forum or links to the webinar or whatever it is, you know? And so, so I'm, I'm picking up some things that really work for me as I travel also. But if I'm at home, man, I'll just use my notepad. I got a legal pad and some post-it notes and I've, yeah. you know, it, if it works for you, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Cause if you're having success, stick with what you got, you know? It's so true. So let's talk about real estate right now. You know, I know you got all these other businesses. What does your real estate portfolio look like? Or uh, in general, like what are your goals and plans surrounding by real estate actively right now? Yeah. So um, in the last 18 months is all I've been focusing on multifamily. Actually, I would say the last 18 months to two years is when I've been focusing on real estate, really. So 14 years ago is when I bought my single family property with a VA loan. Didn't know I was going to end up renting it out, but I did. I I got out of the service in 2011. Um, Couldn't sell it at the time because I used a VA loan. It was 100% leveraged, right? So fast forward, that became a rental. And I was like, well, I'm barely making it. I was making like 80 bucks a month or something. But anytime a thermostat broke, because this is in Savannah, Georgia, anytime a thermostat broke on the air conditioner, it's like, there goes three months of cash flow, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So that was like, man. And then I went to a single family boot camp, and I spent a bunch of money on education and the advanced training, and I really got upsold into that whole HGTV platform. Yeah. Which was fine because what it did for me was it got it got me kickstarted into real estate, and I said, well, I'm invested in this now. I'm gonna make something happen. And I was in the San, I'm in the San Francisco, or I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yep. And. I realized very quickly that I'm not going to be able to go flip houses against people who have millions of dollars to, to burn in the Bay Area right now. So what I ended up doing for my capital building phase, which ended up being about five years, four years, was live-in flipping. So my wife and I would move into a, a property. The first property that we did, actually, we didn't even think it was going to be, um, it wasn't going to we were just buying it to live you get in. Like a loan? Like you, you it yeah, was so, stressed that so, bad? You so didn't imagine, think. imagine an Iowa kid, right? Yeah. And then I'm coming to California for college, or whatever, meet my wife here, go to Georgia. And so far I hadn't bought a house, bought a house in Georgia, but it was 150K, right? And then I moved to California uh, when I got out where my wife is from, the Bay Area. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to, I have to afford a $500,000 like little duet 
you know, yeah. like an, an attached unit. Yeah. Like a that garage. was like the cheapest thing I could find. It was a beautiful house, but it was attached and it was, you know, it was a nice neighborhood or whatever. But so I could, with my W2, I could barely afford that payment at the time. It was, uh, it was $500,000. Two years later, it had appreciated substantially. And that was just with market appreciation. Yeah. My wife and I, yeah. My wife and I looked at each other and went, well, we could sell this and take that cash. I mean, that's amazing. It came out of nowhere. We didn't even put any money down on this place. Yeah. So, and I do want to remind me, I want to talk about the VA loan and the house hacking yeah. strategy for the military later, but. For sure. So then we did another one. We bought a, a house two blocks from the beach in, in um, near Santa Cruz, California. And we actually forced appreciation on that one. Nine months later, it had appreciated almost a quarter million dollars in nine months. Woo! I love it. So we sold that one and moved again, did it again. And the whole time, kids in tow. Kid, my oldest was in kindergarten at the time. Yeah. And then the next house, he was in, you know, first and second grade or whatever. So living flipping isn't for everybody, but it worked for us while our kids were young. And you need to have like a, a very strong significant other that is totally cool with it because if uh, one of you guys are off about this, it, yep. it could be living hell. And oh, absolutely. You watch out for that. absolutely. It was calculated risk. My yeah. wife's a saint and I think it worked well for us because she was, she was already um, accustomed to me being, I deployed six times while I was in the military and I was always at schools. And so she's yep. a very independent person anyway. Love it understanding of the strategy and my drive and she knows that there's nothing that's going to stand in my way and yeah uh, knows that I take smart smart calculated risks with yeah. this stuff and we discuss it and we have to be a team about it right that's right so, so o- overall just any of the listeners tuning in right now uh forced appreciation you know there there's a difference between force and then the market appreciation the market is natural on its own it's luck or timing or your own due diligence before you jump into that market. Forced appreciation is more or less you're taking something distressed and you're doing that value add. You're making it brand new again. You're remodeling it. You're making it very nice. And it's comparable to the the other comps in the area of the ARV, the after repair value. At the end of the day, all real estate investors, in my personal opinion, are all about the value add. It's always the forced appreciation. You know, yeah, it's the same thing with multifamily, which is like a long-term fix and flip pretty much because you're, you're doing the forced appreciation, getting distressed, making it nice, and then selling it or cash out refinance, selling it in the future. Yeah. And, and so I, I could have, I mean, I did do some forced appreciation, yeah. but in the, I just also fell into the San Francisco Bay Area market. Agnes actually, well, you'll talk to her later today, right? Yeah. She, she's doing, she's doing that. She, I mean, she and I talked um, at an event recently and which she's killing it. She's an awesome, yeah. she's going to be an awesome guest for you too. Yeah. But so, so she can attest to this too, which is, you know, you get a little, we never invest now knowing now I never invest for appreciation, but when it comes, that's, that's amazing. And I, I happen to be buying in 2012 to 2015 yeah. Bay area. So which is a great timing. Yeah. yeah. So the timing is good, but you also have to be willing to do the hard things, which is move your family around and, that's right. and actually renovate. Like we took a four bedroom house on the beach and, and converted it into a three bedroom who removes a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I did because I realized that that community, so you, situational awareness is an important thing too. Yes. I, I realized that that community in that area was mostly retirees. Now people yep. coming from other parts of California to retire on the ocean 
and they don't need four bedrooms. Nope. And I realized that there was a small master bathroom and there was a small kind of area next to the kitchen. And sure. so I just collapsed the middle room and it added six feet to the master bathroom and four feet to the living space near the kitchen. And I was, I mean, that just did it right there. Yeah. You made it nicer and, you know, a uh, more open plan, which yep. is a lot more appealing. Oh, yeah. I had a, Knowing your area is, is very crucial. Yeah. I, and this house is, was awesome because it was just this little bungalow, but it had a 24 square foot master bathroom. And I put in copper piping outside and tiled with this beautiful blue ceramic tile, had an outdoor shower plumbed with hot water and everything. Love so it. Come out of the beach and just rinse off right on your outside. Dude, it was all, I actually ended up showering outside more than I did inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk about, um, you know, the VA loan for a second. Yeah. And for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly what the VA loan is or how it can benefit them if they are active or retired veteran. Yeah. Anybody who has served, and yeah. there's some caveats in there, it has to be 90 days and you know, whatever, but by and large, everyone who serves ends up with the VA loan eligibility. And that is for life. It's not just while you serve. Typically, people will say that you're only allowed to have one VA loan out at a time. You can have, there's several instances where you can have multiple VA loans at the same time. This is, the VA loan is an owner-occupied op, uh, loan. It is not an investor loan. However, it does allow you to buy a single family, a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. That's right. So what we talk about in the book is this whole strategy. And I'll just put this out there like this. If you're listening to this and you're in the military or you're a veteran, consider this. Or even if you have a family member, maybe, that is a you can always partner with them on something like this too. So you move into, you can buy a fourplex with zero money down, zero PMI. There's no PMI on a VA loan, even when you're hundred percent loan to value. Isn't that amazing? I love that part. I mean, exactly. nothing out of pocket. It's, that's awesome. And if you, if you don't have a disability rating, there is a VA loan funding fee, yes. which is, you know, between one and 3% of the loan, but we can know, wrap it up into the that loan. That can itself. be wrapped up in the loan as well as a VA, VA loan, a VA rehab loan. You can't like knock walls down and stuff like that. But if it needs some sprucing up, you can wrap in some of your costs into the loan as well with a, with a VA uh, rehab loan. So, Is that what it's called? It's a VA rehab yeah, it's like loan? A, it's like a 203K, but for- yeah, yeah. the FHA 203K, yeah. yeah. So, and I haven't used that personally, but one of my partners, uh, Tim Kelly has used that um, okay. on a triplex that he owns. So you live in one unit. Now picture this, you're renting out the other three. You're living for free and, and earning cash flow from the other three tenants, ideally. And I would expect that those numbers are run yeah. beforehand that you know you, you can yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, so then you're going to take some, uh, what I would do in this scenario, and some of, several of our, uh, our members, our constituents are doing this now in the military. You take that cash flow and you put it down, you pay down the principal. Because if you're active duty, you still have a W-2. You still have income coming in. So you don't need that income from the other tenants, right? Or if you're out, you probably have a W-2 job as well and you don't need the income. So pay down the principal. And if it takes you one year or two years or whatever it is to get down to like 80, 85% loan to value on that property, then you can refinance it to a conventional loan, freeing up your VA loan, uh, eligibility, you know, your eligibility is back. Sure. You can move and buy another fourplex and live in that one also. And then you've got a cash flowing fourplex that you put no money into and you're just repeating the process. I so, love it. 
Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. And you can do this. It doesn't have to be fourplex. Like I said, duplex, triplex, fourplex, or a, we have guys doing a, um, doing single families also. It's just t- it's typical house hacking, right? You have a young lieutenant who buys a house at Fort Benning, Georgia, and he rents out the other two rooms or three bedrooms to his fellow yeah. lieutenants that he's going to ranger school with or something. Yep. He can make cash flow. They're using their basic allowance for housing to pay for the, the rent and everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, uh, that's exactly the definition of house hacking. You don't need to have multiple units, but the more bedrooms that you have, et cetera, the more spots that you can rent out per bedroom or, or what have you, that's extra income coming in. So get as big as possible, as many units as you can, residential, multifamily, four units and under, you can get away with on the VA. So that's powerful and have no money into it. Get a little bit of money if you need some little sprucing up for the rehab. It's powerful. I love it. Absolutely. So you have used this several times in the past? I have used the VA loan several times. Hold on a second. Let me... uh maximize my okay sorry um yeah so i've used the va loan several times in the past and i've had two simultaneous va loans as well so there are approximately and don't quote me on this but approximately 66 counties in the u.s that have a higher cost of living than than the typical so it used to be when i was in up until recently actually the the va loan cap that you could finance 100 percent was like 417,000. then it went up to like 485,000. They recently, and this is why we're um, revising our book, uh, one of the reasons anyway, they recently um, announced that they're going to be removing the cap on how much they will finance at 100% loan to value. So that's going to be great. It used to be removed. Yeah. So it used to be, and I don't know all the caveats on that. We, our lenders are going to be explaining that in our book and we're going to have all that rundown. And actually it's all still being kind of figured out as well. So, yeah. but it used to, so it used to be, you had a certain amount of eligibility. So if you bought a house for 150, you'd still have 300,000 give or take of eligibility left. Sure. That you could use somewhere else if there was a higher cost of living in like San Francisco Bay area, the cap was like 679. Yeah. Thing. And so, and anything above that, if you bought a $800,000 house, you just have to pay 25% of the difference between the cap and the purchase price. So, and I've done that too. I had to in the Bay area, you know? Okay. And, uh, and there's also hacks within it is, this is an, an owner occupied type of hack here. So you do need to live there, but you technically only actually need to live there for one year. Correct. Yeah. It's actually, there is no, that, that's typically what people say, yeah. but there isn't any rule that says, specifically, I use that rule yeah. because that makes me feel comfortable. And the last thing I want to do is abuse some, you know, some privilege that I've earned. Right. I don't, it shouldn't be an investor. This isn't an investor specific strategy. We don't want to, we don't want to treat it that way. It's a place that you and your family live. And if you're smart, you, you do what we just talked about. Right. Yeah. So yeah, typically people say live in it for a year, but there isn't, there isn't any law or rule uh, by the VA that says the timeline that you have to live in it. It does say you need to intend to occupy within 60 days. Okay. Um, I've even heard people say that they got a, a VA a rehab loan and the construction took longer than 60 days and they had to get somewhere to live. So they actually ended up never even moving into the, to the property. Oh, wow. So it just depends. There's a lot of, a lot of variables. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know with like FHA traditional, if you're trying to get away with, um, if you're not VA, there's similar programs, but you still need to 
come out of pocket a little bit, 3.5 or so. Yeah. Which is and, still awesome. And, and, and we, we have people doing that too. FHA, if you can calculate in the PMI and still cash flow, then sweet. <laughs> all day, all day. And rent out those extra rooms. If, if you're a one-man band and you don't have a huge family yet or whatever it is, get as many rooms as you can and get as many units as you can, most importantly, because yeah. – you know, you can live in it for one year legally or whatever it is, and then move out and start renting somewhere cheaper, but you spruced up your units that you can get higher rent. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, one of the strategies is, is living for one cycle in your unit and renovating it and then moving to the next one and renovating it. And then by the time you're done, you get a reappraisal. You're like, okay, sweet cash. Yeah. It's all about that forced depreciation. So yeah. that's awesome. The value add. Yep. So, um, so that's house hacking and it's the power behind it. I'm sure everybody, all the listeners can really tune in and grasp that idea. It's mm-hmm. super powerful. You guys kind of started the domino effect and the snowball building of your real estate career in that atmosphere. You guys have switched over currently into, I mean, you're doing a million things to be honest, but uh, you switched over more into the multifamily syndication realm. I knew yeah. you uh, personally heard really good things about you before we met in person, but we did get to meet at the Denver Rod Cleef uh, yeah. syndication. So what is your history with that right now? And what are your plans and goals? Yeah. So I guess I, this is a prime example of me interrupting myself earlier. You asked um, what my portfolio looks like and how it was transitioning. And I went on some kind of crazy tirade about something. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. The people so, needed to hear it. <laughs> so man, um, Right now I have seven single family properties, which has been in the last two years and we've sold a few of them also. Yeah. And those are all in Kansas city Okay. A partner that I grew up with. I've known for 30 years or something and he and I do business there, but uh, that has slowed down because I've been, I've been really focusing on multifamily. So I started uh, one of my buddies. This is a funny story. He was my wedding photographer and he was on my wife's gymnastics team in, uh, in college. So I know him well. He's now syndicated a billion and a half dollars of real estate. And he, so I went in, yeah. So I went in and learned learned from him. I picked his brain one day, met his offices down in Tarzana. Okay. I was like, Hey man, where where are you located? Sorry. I'm in in Northern California. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, so he, he was like, yeah. So let me just give you an example, Eric, of how this would have gone. Had you invested in this deal that we just, that we just sold and you had invested a hundred thousand dollars, it's just a hypothetical. Yeah. He's like your hundred thousand dollars. I would have paid you back in five years. I would have paid you back $290,000. And I was just like, and so it, that was a, that was a home run yeah. for him, but they forced appreciation. It was a, sure. it was like a 290 unit deal and whatever. So everyone made money. It was awesome. And so then I was like, okay, well, let me uh, see about this real quick. You know, so my first, my first um, experience with a syndication was on as a limited partner. So I was a a limited partner, passive investor on 439 unit uh, mobile home community. Okay. And um, I was able to, you know, learn how to talk to investors because he's my friend. You know, I, I specifically asked like, what is a 70, 30 split? What's an eight pref? What is this? What is that? Right. And so I kind of was like, okay, this is, this is big. Like, I don't know how he does that. But then fast forward a year, I went to that, to the first Rod Cleef event, my first Rod Cleef event. And actually, I didn't even know who Rod was at the time. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't even know that syndicating multifamily properties was like possible for a regular guy. So that was my introduction 18 months ago to to really getting in and doing my own deals in multifamily. So right now I've got uh technically 217 doors until this next 208 unit closes. That'll put me at 505 by the end of September. Love it. 
um, 200 and, or 575 on the limited partnership. I also, with my self-directed IRA, I invest in other people's deals because the velocity of money, right? You got to just keep mo- keep money have, moving. Anytime. Different baskets, man. You know, keep it moving. Uh, absolutely. I and I, man, in 10 years, I would love to just be a passive investor, just complete, just investing in LPs and my family and I can just kick it on a beach somewhere and, um, and yeah. take, take those checks and depreciate our investments. So. I feel like not enough people actually acknowledge and real, realize like if, if you have money in the bank and it's just sitting there and you know, you are thinking about real estate, that's awesome. You can get active as you want. But what I've noticed is a lot of the, the really smart investors, like the end goal, they might've worked their butt off the whole career, crushing it in real estate investing actively. And then at the end, they turn into that money partner doing the syndications or just big deals uh, as, as the money partner and acting like the bank. It's, yep. such, it's the best spot to be in. Yeah, um, I invest with my self-directed IRAs with Horizon Trust. And I met Greg Herlean at an event and he wrote the book Bank on This, I think, or something. Yep. And uh, a couple other, Flip Bank Live or something like that also. So anyway, I kind of started understanding. I was like, okay, well, I can take charge of my own investment. And then to top it off, I read, um, if you guys haven't read um, Tony Robbins' Money Master the Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, your mentality, man. You're just going to be like, I am, not, I'm pulling my money out of my IRA. I'm going to roll it over to a self-directed IRA tomorrow, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a long yeah. read. Unshakable, I think is, is the abridged version of that, I, I, I guess. Or uh-huh. just- yeah, no, it's powerful. Uh, I remember reading it and thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, this is, it's an eye opener. Yeah. So as far as learning curves go, I'm sure along the, the road, there's been some learning curves as far as real estate investing goes. Is there anything that stands out to you that might be beneficial to the audience, either getting started or just along the process of like lending your money out or doing some of the deals you're doing? Yeah. So I've done a pretty horizontal track learning curve, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm a guy who, like I said earlier, I want to learn something, break it down into, into a really simple process and then help other people learn it. So what I did was I've done, I've done some private lending. I've done um, live-in flips, as I said, single family flips, small multifamily flips. I've done tax lien investing, first trust deeds. And th- both of those were through my IRA, my self-directed IRA. So kind of trying to learn as much about this business and, and all these different baskets as I can. And I know now that I, so I read the 16% solution, right? The tax lien book. Okay. And it was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And so I've got some money in tax liens. I hate it. I wish I could cash it out now. It's too slow for me. It's too, I don't have any control. It's just not my thing. So I would tell your listeners, forget about tax liens. And <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. I initially, like where I got my interest from was tax liens. Yeah, I think yeah. went to an event or something. They yeah. upsold me on like, run to the back. You got to get our, uh, our, our <laughs> course on this. Me too. Me too. I did the same thing and it's fine. I mean, they'll pay off someday. I've yeah, actually lost money in tax liens and I've, and I've made a little bit of money in tax liens, but I just like, to me, it's like, I don't know how, and I don't want to know how to force a foreclosure on somebody. And yeah. I don't, 
it's just to me it's like it's not my bag so I'd rather be a little bit more active right now and have a little bit more control over what I'm doing and what I know and what I like so so anyway but as far as actually your beginners if you want to get started in this I'll say this the first thing you have to do is learn yeah. then you have to network like crazy when we're talking about spending 10 years you know 10 years from now just investing in limited partnerships yep. all these relationships that we're all building right now together are going to be around in 20 years and it's, right. and it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow I want as many people to know me as possible Sick. even the haters yeah as long as they know how to spell my name right right that's, that's what right. Cardone says. <laughs> because because then i know i know people that i can trust with my money down the road and that's going to make me able be able to like, like i say i, I want to be able to give away a million dollars every year how do i do that well it's not by sitting and having nobody know who i am and what exactly. my where my heart is and who i you know what i can do so you have to network that's step step two and then you have to take action you have to add value and then you have to take action. So learn, network, add value, take action. If you do those things over and over and over again, success will hunt you down. It just so it has to happen. That's yeah. how it happens. But you have to be someone who's disciplined. And that's why I love working with the military and veterans because we're a disciplined bunch. Yes. We go by checklists. We don't miss things along the way because yeah. of standard operating procedure. And it says do this, then this, then this. And our team at ADPI Capital and ADPI, that's what we do. We create systems so that we're not overlooking something. So we have everyone's best interest in mind and we get it done the right way the first time. So that's fun for us and uh, looking forward to having a, a long career in this industry and one that I can not only help myself and my family, but help so many other people that want to learn this business. So Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, networking is everything. Your personal brand, getting out there. If you do want to take this serious, start building your brand and let people know exactly who you are, where your heart's at, what your intentions are, being a man or a woman of your word, having good people like within your team that are holding you accountable, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I got I got to say this about the ADPI team. Man, we are there are 13 people now behind the back behind the scenes, well all together in front of the scenes, behind the scenes at ADPI. Yeah. And we're just doing so many amazing things and and I want to talk about that a little bit later. I want to talk about ADPI helps and also all the free stuff that we have because that is what's really going to light light a fire under somebody is if they have something for free where they can just go, okay, like, yeah, let's go. Let's get started. You know, Run with it. Yeah. Let's get off this podcast and let's get to it. I love Cheers. it. Yeah. So I just want to add uh, really quickly as well, just my two cents behind. If you are just getting started, I do highly recommend doing just a little bit of research on all the different strategies out there because you know, me and Eric, we don't resonate with the tax liens, but who knows? Maybe you do, you know, maybe yeah. your time, your, your resources, your finances, everything all aligns and you're like gravitated towards that. Yeah. Then soak that in. There's 37 plus ways. Some people say there's like a hundred ways out there to make money in real estate. I truly, truly believe in and recommend do just a little bit of education on every single one to get the, the breakdown of what beginning to end looks like and do you resonate with those strategies? Whichever one you gravitate towards and you really, I think I can do this. Afterwards, dive into some strong education, all the books, all the podcasts, all the YouTube. How about coaching? The, yeah, like go, go to the local RIA groups and find other people that are crushing that strategy. Find people for coaching that are doing that strategy and dive exactly into that. So you can get it to that next level of figuring out that location, start building the relationships like crazy in that area, and then getting people to send you deals so you can start analyzing those deals and take it from there. But 
Eric, I appreciate you so much. Where where does your future like hold for you? Like, what do you what do you see the next couple years look like? So I set the goal of 800 doors in 2019. I foresee me getting real close to that with my team. As I said earlier, the ADPI Capital team and just me uh, with other ventures on the side. I should have close to 800, but it's not about door count. It's about learning. This whole thing, this whole year for me was learning. It was just. It doesn't matter what percentage. It doesn't matter what income because I have a W-2. It's about the experience and the knowledge that I'm gaining from every one of these doors that I'm part of. Okay. So what, what 2019 or 2020 looks like? What year are we in? Yeah. yeah. 2020, what 2020 looks like is 1,600 door goal. I want to give more. I want, to, um, I want to at least double what I would like to give away by the end of the year if not triple it. And, you know, we have ADPI helps, which is uh, ADPI is active duty passive income, but then helps is an acronym for helping everyone live post stress. And that is a, that is our PTSD and addiction um, support outlet. We have a free monthly zoom call. It's an accountability call and people can come into that anonymously. So I want to grow that because our mission with ADPI helps is we understand in real estate that we can change lives, right? Yeah. But, but with ADPI Helps, we have the opportunity to save a life. And so our mission is simply save one life as many times as we possibly can. And on our first Zoom call, we actually had one of our members, Russ, he said, ADPI has already saved my life. He's a VA, VA hospital inpatient for alcoholism. And he's had a tremendous, uh, he's been sober for 90 days now or so, and he's just doing amazing. And so anyway... The struggle is real. What we're doing is allowing people to come and connect with us. Uh, we are veterans. We have PTSD and issues. We understand it fully. I think veterans, veterans helping veterans is uh, something that should happen even more so than government, you know, VA helping veterans. That's right. Um, so, yeah. And then we offer people can write for our blog series, Save One Life blog series, which is a therapeutic kind of outlet to be able to to be able to write down your, your story. And man, I could go on and on and on about uh, my experience with therapy and writing and just getting through it. So yeah, we're, we're blessed to be able to have a community that we can affect and that we can offer support to. And then we have, you know, a private Voxer channel, which is kind of like what's WhatsApp. It's a yeah. walkie talkie, you know, app. Our team uses that to communicate all day because we're all across the country. But we have now a private Voxer channel as well for ADPI helps so that vets can come in for free. You can, they can even be anonymous, just need their username. And then we'll add them to the channel and they can talk to us. No questions asked, no uh, no judgment, just an amazing thing to see what's going on. So I love that. I know you said uh, it, it's a blessing for everybody. And at the end of the day, it's definitely, uh, it's a blessing, I'm sure on their end to have you in there as well. So that's awesome. The community that you've built and getting your story out there is so crucial because we've all come from something. So um, there, there's pain, there's uh, issues along the way. And getting your story out there, you never know who you can actually help out and impact their life, which is that's the key. Just save one life, which is awesome. Yep. Save one life. That's right. So Eric, how can people get a hold of you? How can they get in contact and all the different resources? I know you guys have so much education for free out there, which is awesome. And you're going to hook it up. So yep. how can people get a, a hold of you and attach to that stuff? So first off, uh, you can email me at eric at activedutypassiveincome.com. Real Eric Upchurch on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I'll always respond to your, your uh, messages and stuff. But yeah, so ADPI also, if you want to get engaged, if you're a veteran or you know a veteran or you're active duty military, yeah, 
uh, even Space Force or whoever, whatever you want. Um, you, we've got our free, this book is actually free. It's on Amazon if you like hard copy, but it's, um, it's free on our website. So you don't have to pay for it. Um, so the VA, we have a VA loan mastery course that's free. We have an app called REI Cashflow Calculator that has the ADPI brand on it. Um, but it, it'll uh, walk you through kind of how to, how to build cash flow and you can track your cash flow. Um, the, the podcast, I got, I've been blessed. I got to uh, interview Grant Cardone on our podcast. Mike Foster is our host. He interviewed uh, Robert Kiyosaki, of course, Rod Cleef and a bunch of, you know, all the rich dad advisors. And um, we have eBooks, uh, financial freedom blueprints, kind of even to show people how to get out of debt. Uh, the Facebook group, we have free webinars, free Q&A, and we also have a tax advisor that does free consultations as well. He's an enrolled agent, which is a federal, like people say, is it a CPA? No, he's, he's at the next, next kind of level. He's an enrolled agent with the IRS, so he's tested at the, at the federal level. Um, and he does free, free consultations too. He's the ADPI tax advisor, and he's my personal tax advisor. Okay. So all that stuff is free and there's a ton more, but, um, but that's kind of a, a general way. So our website's great and you can get all that information there as well. Whew, I love it. You guys have so much content. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's, it's so needed. You know, there's so many people out there that are interested in getting started. They just don't know where to go. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys have those resources and, uh, and your heart's obviously in the right place. Eric, dude, I'm, I'm so blessed to have you on here. I know, you know, Anytime. you're supposed to be with family right now. It's Labor Day and instead you're giving back to the listeners. So you are the man. I do definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, Glad to. Yeah, Glad man. To contribute. So Eric up church, everyone. Appreciate you guys so much uh, for tuning in. Make sure that you share this content out there and uh, hit that subscribe button on Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast. Also, make sure you leave a review. Let me know who else you want on here. And if there's anything that I can ever do for you guys, just reach out. You can find me at brandonelliotinvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, and then facebook.com uh, slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I. Till next time, guys, stay blessed. Thanks, Brandon. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.